Connor McDavid, two on two. In over the line, drop pass, dry side, reach shot, score. He continues to feast on the Nashville Predators. Leon Drysaddle. He's got a pair, and Edmonton, for the first time tonight, leads by a pair. Well, Three to one. Leon lighten up the Predators again. Two goals and an assist tonight. Oilers down Nashville 5-2 at Rogers Place. Drysaddle in his last four games against the Predators has 10 goals and 13 points. <laughs> <laughs> and he helps the Oilers get to 8-1 and one on the season, which matches the best start in team history. They went 8-1 and one in 1985-86. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Let's go right downstairs to head coach Dave Tippett. Uh, some, some, some good things. Didn't think our puck play was as clean as I'd like to see it, but there, there was, it was solid. We, we did what we had to do to win. Some, some line changes throughout the course of the game in the second period especially. What did you see and, and how it, it seemed to work out pretty well for you? Just looking for, just looking for a little spark. Not the best game that uh, Devin Shore has played this year. Yeah, he was, he, was, he was good. You know, we're just looking to... Sometimes you kind of get going along, it's kind of gets... You're in too much of a rhythm. Sometimes you just got to shake it up a little bit. Mm. So we just kind of flipped a few guys around. Devin was one of the guys we flipped around and jumped in with Fogel and Cass, and he was good. Dave, you mentioned you didn't like your, your puck control tonight yet. Ingram, well, and Zach Hyman, you stoned them twice. And you, like, you actually, I know you ended up with four goals and then the empty netter, but you actually created a lot of other quality chances that their goalie kind of stoned some of your guys on. Yeah, we did. Just um, more of the puck play out of our end, just not coming out clean jamming a lot of stuff up the wall and D-to-D stuff, flipping it around, and just we bring trouble on ourselves sometimes. So that's an area we have to clean up a little bit. Uh, just a couple points on Leon. He's got the hat trick on his stick, and he dishes over to a teammate. And then in here, we're asking him questions about all the offensive achievements so far, and he just said, that's not why I'm here. I've kind of been there and done that. I mean, yeah. this heater that he's on and the mindset he seems to be in, what would you say about it? Oh, he's just playing really well. well. I mean, all our top guys, if you look at it, they've, they've played pretty well all year. You know, they're, uh, the leadership group is, uh, they're a really committed group. And they, you know, their their expectations of themselves are very high, but they understand the role they play on our team also. So they show up and they, they want to play. And both Connor and Leon have, have played very well that way. They're leading the charge on the offense and you look at the points that Nuge is putting up also Nuge is not scoring but he's making an awful lot of good plays so that's uh, you know the forward group we we're finding ways to find ways to chip in but certainly Drysdale and McDavid are you know at the forefront of it with that Dave you, you you, know, you mentioned you didn't like some of your defensive zone play, but your penalty kill was, was great. Uh, again, uh, you know, you've only allowed one goal in the last, I think it is, uh, seven games since the first two. You've had a lot of changes on your penalty kill. Mm. Are you surprised at all by how quickly everybody's come together and your penalty kill is hovering around 90%? Uh, no, you know, I, I would say Jimmy Playfair does a great job with our guys. They're, uh, they're pretty dialed in. You know, it takes a little bit at the start to get a feel for who... You know, just chemistry with pairs, chemistry with D-men. 
Um, you know, we added a couple of, couple of new D men to that to that mix, and then even Bouchard was kind of new. So there's there's a couple things, you know, with when players come from other teams, there's little tweaks you make. So it took a little bit to get everybody up to speed, but. I mean, our guys are both our special teams have been really good, but that's you need a for penalty kill. You have to have a good plan in place. You have to have smart players, and you have to have a goaltender that'll make some saves for you. And we've had, you know, knock on wood, we've been pretty good with all three. Dave, is there a tendency with Miko going so well that even if Mike might be ready on Friday, he just keeps winning? So why would you change? Well, Mike's a good goalie too. We'll see. We'll see if he's ready or not. You know, Miko, we like the way he's playing. If, if uh, we got to get, especially the rest of this month, you look at the calendar. We need two guys up and going. So if we can get uh, if we can get Schmidt up and going if he's ready. We'll get him up and going. If not, Koski will be uh, back in there, and he's playing very well. You keep winning games, but you, you sound like you're up there trying to critique some of the things you're not doing well. I guess that's easier to... Oh, no, we're doing a lot of things well. Like, uh, we're, we're, we're doing some things fine, but there's some things that I still think we can clean up in our game, and that's... You can say that after every game, but ultimately, like, there's there's been a couple games where we really like how we played right through it, and then there's... Like, tonight's game, there was parts of it that were pretty good, but there's parts that you still got to clean up, and some of it is just the flow of the game. But it's uh, you're just you're looking to try to get better every day. Like we we got off to a good start, but you know you just you got to keep improving. You got to if you're just standing still, you're going to go backwards in a hurry. So we got to keep improving. Thank you. And Dave, and in a, in a, I know it's early in the year, but still a long year, and you always look for different motivational things. Um, this franchise has had a lot of previous success. It's never won nine of their first ten. You just tied, uh, you know, eight out of nines only ever happened just, one. It just drinks it right there. <laughs> well, no, but do you like do you do you mention those things to to a group to say, hey, you know, here's like we have to, we have an opportunity to do something no one has ever done in this organization. I'm not I'm not normally I wouldn't because most of the time you guys say it all, they read it all, they know it all before they come in anyway, but. I'm not. I'm more focused on how we're going to win that game right there. And we've done some things in the games leading up to this that that we know we have to do. We got a real good Rangers team coming in here, so we'll be focused on that. The record will take care of itself if we play well. And lastly, looking ahead to Friday, it's obviously a big day for for Kevin Lowe and the organization. It's fun to be a part of that. I think players like to see the history of it. In your experience. Um, they've, they've changed a little bit now. The warm-up's coming afterwards. Is, does that give you a better chance to have, like, a normal game? Yeah. Yeah, there's some of the... I've been a part of some of the ones where you sit there a long time and then you jump into the game and the, the game gets... takes you a bit to get going. So I like the way they've got it set up. But ultimately, you know, you have a player here that deserves the respect of not just the organization but the players throughout the league. So it'll be a... Uh, you know, it'll be a memorable night for Kevin, and deservedly so. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. There's Edmonton Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. The Oilers win 5-2 over the Nashville Predators tonight. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, and the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. We made Dreisaitl a focus on the face-off show, Rob. Why wouldn't he? Because of how he scores against Nashville. So we set the line at one and a half goals for Dreisaitl and Tyler wins it he takes the over and he gets a $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card excitement bet on it and 
Drysdale now leads the NHL in scoring. He's a point ahead of Connor McDavid. Yeah, I, right now, any bet you have, take the over on on Leon Drysdale. He, he's, I mean, when you're out scoring Connor McDavid, and Connor McDavid's off to one of the greatest starts in NHL history, and Leon is ahead of him now. And the, the thing that you love about what Leon's done in the last little while is not only is he leading the National Hockey League in goal, in points, uh, he's plus 11 on the season as well. So it's happening in both ends of the rink. In the uh, the game tonight, the Predators had a five-on-three. Who was out there taking a face-off as the, one of the three players? Leon Dreisettle. And actually gets a scoring chance shorthanded five-on-three. So Leon has uh, continued to improve. And, and we, Connor McDavid talks about he wants to get better and, and he, with his work ethic and the fact that he's working on his one-timers. Well, Leon Dreisettle is the same way. And I know that you had Paul Coffey on earlier in, in the pregame show, and he talked about the Oilers' best players are also their hardest workers. And... You can see it in the way that they play. They want to be champions. They want to be the two best players in the National Hockey League. A healthy competition between the two of them, and it's making them both better. The Oilers fill in the net. Another $500 donation to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous from James H. Brown and Associates. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. They're giving $100 every time the Oilers score this season. Hey, it's going well. (laughs) <laughs> 3900 bucks so far for the year. And Dave Tippett did make a, a fairly significant change today. He, he First of all, he shuffled around the top six, but no surprises there. But he did move Devin Shore up to play between Fogel and Cassian, and Shore cashes in his first of the season. Well, we, we Bob and I were just talking about that. We saw last year in the playoffs how much Dave Tippett trusts Devin Shore. He was one of the the players that played consistently when they went into the overtimes. He's a guy that was a bottom six player but got top six minutes, it seemed like. Uh, once he got healthy and Devin Shore was up and running, it was just a matter of time till Dave Tippett gave him a little extra ice time, and he deserved it. He was very good. And back-to-back games when the Oilers needed a little bit of a push, a little spark later in a hockey game, Devin Shore provided it. Last night it was setting up Cal Turris with a with a goal and tonight it was Devin Shore scoring it himself so uh, Shore has been good and the Oilers are getting goals on their depth from their depth players they they held in the last two games Connor McDavid's been held to three points which is you know pedestrian for Connor McDavid yet the Oilers have scored 10 10 goals in those two games Yamamoto's back-to-back games the third slash fourth line back-to-back games has scored goals and then Leon's been all world. So the Oilers offensively are getting it through throughout their lineup, and that bodes well for them, and that's scary for the rest of the National Hockey League. That's our adjustment of the game for pro drain techs for peace of mind down the line. One of my favorite things about the game tonight, and if you're on social media, you're going to see it popping up, especially if you follow the Oilers on Instagram, because they've put up a great sequence of photos here. There was a fan to the right of the Predators' net in the first and third period. Or if you've PVR'd the game, maybe you can go back and watch it. There was a fan dressed with a Finland national team jersey, an orange Oilers scarf, and a bison head. Of course, the bison king, Jesse Pugliarvi. And Jesse would have scored his empty net goal right in front of that fan. That is, that, Here's a good look at it, Rob. That's, well, that, that's the, an incredible commitment that is commitment it had to be uncomfortable 
Like it is. Well, it looks like they got some eye holes there, but the bison eyes look incredibly real, though. May, in all honesty, do we know it's not a bison? How do we know it's not the bison from Elk Island Park that hey. he took the photo with? Well, yes, he left them two tickets for tonight's game. And the bison showed up. Good for the bison. And the bison showed up. But seriously, to sit all game long with that on your head? I mean, you imagine the Yeah, because <laughs> I, I have uh, friends who have, uh, just from being in the world of sports, have, have had to do mascot work mm-hmm. in the courses of their careers, and they describe it as one of the most uncomfortable situations they've been in because those costumes overheat. <laughs> well, and that one looks like it's, it's, it's not like a paper mache bison head like that's that's right off a real bison that they just it's a, they got it out and he stuck it on so his maybe, head maybe the person was down lower in the jersey and the bison head was a taxidermed is that the right term stuffed bison well, head yeah we can call it a word tonight uh well it's funny there's the the goal that it was a devon shore that was the good picture because devon shore is celebrating and there's this bison sitting right behind him behind the glass and he was first row front row in the seat so i mean yes he must get good seats because he gave his bison buddy seats right beli- beside the glass but yeah seriously you're sitting beside this bison the whole night who'd you sit with who'd you sit by tonight oh, there's a bison yeah, just the bison me. i'll tell you what if the bison is out there Give us a call on the Certainty Hotline, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty Pro all the way. That number, of course, is 780-496-0063. You'll hear from Leon Dreisaitl as we move along. The Oilers take it 5-2. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. was blasted well wide. Came up on the glass. Big hit Yamamoto on Tomasino, but held in. Drive Ekholm. Save Koskinen. No rebound with Cunnan sitting right there. And Another solid night for Miko Koskinen. He makes, well now we're up to 31 saves, Rob. I know, it keeps It went changing. from 28 to 29. <laughs> That's okay. 31 out of 33. Saves versus shots for Koskinen tonight. Either way, he was solid. And he gets the win. He's 6-1. and one. That was a save of the game for Reface Magic. Transform your kitchen with ease. See the, ma- see the magic at refacemagic.ca. Okay, Mike is on the line, and Mike uh, claims to be the Bison fan tonight. Mike, how are you doing? Good. How about yourself? Well, I'm doing well. Thanks for listening, and thanks for calling. I threw that out there. No idea. So can you tell me about putting that look together tonight? I, well, I was working during Halloween, and everybody in town loves Jesse Bulley-Arvey, so I thought I'd just have a little fun, mix it up tonight. This, this old Finland jersey's been getting a little bit of dust on her. It's time to take it off. Are you wearing the bison head as you drive home? <laughs> yeah, you should see the looks I'm getting on the handy. <laughs> okay, tell, tell me about the bison head. Where did that come from? A uh, little bit of extra time at work. Uh, internet shopping's a bad thing when you're not busy. Okay, well, where do you work? <laughs> Can you tell us? You're not getting that out of me right now. Okay. <laughs> so you, you ordered that bison head online? Yeah, I ordered that online from a Halloween store. Oh, and it looked like you have two eye holes sort of in the bison top of the nose? <laughs> yeah, it was tough and hot. <laughs> Did you take it off at all tonight? I took it off in the second when they were on the other end, but you guys should have saw the first. It was hilarious. Uh, I could see Nugent Hopkins and Dreisaitl talking and looking over, 
towards us. And that gave us a little chuckle, too. And how come you own a, you own a Finland national team jersey? Uh, my ex-wife's family was all Finnish, and we were together for quite a while. 13, 15 years, so I learned all about the culture and everything from over there. Uh, we actually got to know Yanni Rita and Tony Salmalainen really well. Huh. And I, I, I take it the, the fact that it had a lot of dust on it is the due to the fact that it was ex-wife? <laughs> yeah. She got my money, I got a fiddling jersey. Okay. Yeah. Is there a name on the back of that jersey? Uh, no, but there might be Bison King on there when we go to the playoffs. Oh, you should put that on there for sure. Have you been to a lot of games this year? Uh, as much as I can, yeah. With uh, COVID and everything else, it makes it a little difficult. I was actually just down in Vegas, too. Oh, good. Well, Bison Head is different than wearing a mask, but I guess still effective against COVID. So are you a season seat holder? Are those your regulars? Uh, no, I picked them up with a buddy tonight, and that's why I thought I'd put on a little bit of a show. Now, why didn't your buddy dress up? <laughs> I don't think he knew I was going to. He might not have came if I told him I was wearing that tonight. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, any, any thoughts on the game? Or, hey, you're talking to Rob Brown. You got any questions for Rob? Oh, just love the game. Love listening to you guys on the radio. Thought Koski was good tonight. Power play was good. I didn't really care too much about those last two calls towards the end. Uh, how do you guys feel about those two? Well, yeah. that was goalie interference on Fogel. Yeah. I mean, both his feet were in the crease. That one was an easy okay. call. And, and, they, and Ryan, actually, they were, both, they were both calls. But it here's my question to you, or here's what, my, what I have to say to you. You do know that the Oilers are undefeated when you wear a bison head to the game. Now, I knew I, you guys were going to set me up like this. Yeah, I mean, seriously, <laughs> they have never lost when you've worn a bison head. So, I mean, I'm not sure how big a fan you are, but this could be the difference between a Stanley Cup and possibly not winning at all. Oh, you'll, you'll see her coming out for the playoffs, guaranteed. <laughs> I'll promise you that. And... Uh, are you guys up in that Gretzky area? Maybe I'll pop in and say hi the next time I put her on. We're, we're not. We've been doing it on level eight at the press box for now. We'll see about Studio 99 as we move along here. Okay. But thank you for calling. That was really cool. You're listening and you called in. Great look. Good for you for having some fun, Mike. I do hope we talk again. Yeah, it'd be nice to see you guys out there sometime. Uh, have a great night and have a good time on Thursday. It should be uh, quite the event. Right on. Okay, that's Mike. The Bison Kink. <laughs> That's awesome. We got him on. We got him online. And Kellen Kennedy, I believe. Now, if a real Bison were to call the show, I think it would sound like this. <laughs> All right. Well, Mike was much more coherent. Okay. Seriously, he told us that he had Bison sounds. Like, how do we know that's a Bison? Trust me, Kellen knows animal sounds. We do a <laughs> we do a bit on Inside Sports called that's Name not, the Animal. That sounds no. so. That sounds like Kellen's doing it himself. I don't know if that's <laughs> he really. Might be. He's pretty talented. I don't think that's really a button that he's pushing there. Okay, well, I got a great text message here. Now, here's the thing with communicating often on social media or through text: you you can't tell tone, sarcasm, humor. There's no body language. So this person here either wins the award for most hilarious text of the night or for somebody who's taking everything a little way too seriously. It's one, it's one of those two extremes. This person writes in and says, that's not a real bison head. 
it's good but not real. A real bison head would be at least twice the size of what was worn. Well, actually, I got a couple of buddies that have bison heads, literally, and they are much bigger than that. So, yeah, yeah I believe them. Just to, we're going to hope that that person was just rolling with the joke <laughs> and, and not correcting us. Well, the people behind them are glad he wasn't wearing the real-sized bison head, so they're able to see the game. Yeah. <laughs> All right, 780-496-0063. Uh, uh, this, well, I don't know if this person's name is Bob or they were writing a message to Bob, but uh, this person says, Dr. Dry passes like Lemieux, protects the puck like Forsberg, and shoots like Ovi. What a player. Oh, those are three pretty good comparisons. Uh, Leon Dreisettle is uh, he's been incredible this season. Uh, both he and Connor, I, I know that... Uh, we, I listen to Bob a lot, and Bob talks about Connor McDavid, the best in the world, and Leon in the top three or four. I, I think right now it's it, they're one, two. And the, the, the great thing for the Oilers, each and every night, it, it flip-flops. And, you know, Connor, as I said, he, he only had three points the last two games. Well, while he had three points, Leon went out and had seven. And, and that's what's so tough to play against uh, the Oilers. When you keep Connor to two assists or one assist and you think okay we're going to survive this we're going to survive playing against Connor McDavid we held him under his average well then the other guy the other superstar comes through with a three and a four point night so they push each other to be better both of them are they talked about it this this entire process for them is to be champions they want to win a Stanley Cup and they're doing whatever it takes and they do it through hard work in the offseason through practice being the, th the the two hardest working players in practice in the weight room and on the ice uh, they've improved in face-offs they've improved their one-timers uh, they're better defensive players they're doing everything it takes to take this team to the next level and it's going to be fun watching over the next number of years to see how good they can become. Because every time you think last year when Connor McDavid had that season, okay, this is a season for the ages. And I remember the excitement. He's going to get 100 points in 50-game 50, 50 season. Well, this year they're better. And I think that's what's so much fun coming to a rink watching an Oilers game right now. You are honestly watching the two best players in the National Hockey League on a nightly basis. Oilers take it 5-2. So that means, once again, the Japanese Village goal light is on. On 630Ched.com, you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village. Try the legendary Wagyu steak cooked before your eyes. Reserve now at jvedmonton.ca. Okay, you can get us at 780-496-0063. You'll hear from Nuge, Dreisaitl, Bouchard, and Shore. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on 630Ched. Nuge and Hopkins to Hyman. One-timer. What a save by Full split, got it with the right skate. Well, the Oilers got four goals on Connor Ingram in a 5-2 win, then one into an empty net. He made some awesome saves, a couple of them on Zach Hyman as the Oilers improved to 8-1. and The Predators now drop to 5-5 five and five on the season. I don't know how well it's coming through on your radios or if you're listening through your phone or your computer. If you can hear the background music, I, I, was, I think it was the Beastie Boys, the last song, and now we got I Want to Rock by Twisted Sister. There's going to be, we believe, a minor hockey game played on the ice at any moment because they're putting up rosters for a couple of Mill Woods teams. Yeah, it's a, it's the late game, uh, the it's, 10 o'clock game. It's the on second the second half of the doubleheader. Yeah, header. this is the doubleheader. Uh, these kids are going to be a little tired tomorrow, teachers, when they get to school as they're about to start at 10.15. But I'm pretty excited. Declan Reed is their leading scorer with five goals. And Lucas O'Ra 
with three goals, two assists on the season. <laughs> He's reading the stats. <laughs> okay. 780-496-0063. We have Mark calling in. Hey, Mark, go ahead. Hey, guys, how are you? Quite well. I heard an interesting stat on the NHL Network this afternoon. Uh, only w- the last player to score 20 points in nine games. Any ideas? Mario Lemieux in 0203. Oh, boy. Did you talk about it already? No, I saw Sportsnet stats tweeted out. <laughs> <laughs> You're amazing. Have a great night. Oh, that's it. He's in and out. Okay. Well, and, and it shows you what kind of start to the season Leon Drysettle has had. I mean, Mario Lemieux was, I mean, they'd already had his name etched up on a Hall of Fame plaque before his last game was finished. That's how great a, a player Mario was in the top three or five players, whatever you want, in, in the history of the National Hockey League. And Leon is on the same pace as Mario was that year. So uh, it's it's fun. It is, it is fun, and it's got to be absolutely heartbreaking for the opposition if you can hold one of the superstars down, the other one's going to kill you. And what happened tonight, to me, I, I thought the game really turned for Nashville when the Oilers switched up their lines. And in the, now they got Connor and Leon playing together. So now it's one of those ones where, okay, hold your breath for a shift, and then you're going to have three shifts to, to exhale. Hold your breath. And after they switched, it was Yamamoto and his line mates that scored the goal. And you're thinking on Nashville's bench, you're like, okay, it's hard enough that we're going to have to stop Leon and Connor together. But now all of a sudden, this other line scores a goal with neither of them on the ice. And I think that's what propelled the Oilers and maybe deflated the Nashville Predators just a little bit. Well, Yamamoto scores for the second straight game, and you referenced it several times, and we had people writing and calling in about him, that he he is around the net. I mean, he wasn't totally an invisible player, and that was probably, what, his seventh best scoring chance of the season? (laughs) Right place, right time. Oh, there's the puck. 80% of the net is open. I'll fire it in. Well, and what happens when you're in a bit of a slump? Sometimes it's on the player, but sometimes it's just the bounces. The, I mean, that one right there, the puck bounced off of... The puck was going wide. Newt shot, the puck, it's going wide. And it looked like Hyman got it with his stick, and it deflected off his stick and went back about 15 feet and lands right where Yamamoto is with a wide open net. Those are the breaks he wasn't getting earlier in the season. He was getting ones where the, he'd be standing there and the puck would bounce over his stick or it'd bounce into his feet. And then you get frustrated and then you get off your game and then you start to press. But as soon as he scored the goal last game, all of a sudden, he's just, there's a relief. And when he's on the ice now, he's not pressing. He's allowing the game to come to him, come to himself. And then instead of being too far in there where the puck pounces past him, he stays in the right area so he, area so he can pounce on the puck. So if Yamamoto gets hot, and just becomes uh, consistent, you know, every third game, Pots win a type, uh, you know, a 24, 25 goal score. That just makes this other team that much more exciting, that much more productive, and that much harder to beat. 5 2 Oilers win tonight. We'll go to Nick on the Certainty Hotline. Hey, Nick, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Hi, guys. Yeah, earlier you were saying McDavid and Dry said, oh, those are the two best players in hockey. It's, I don't know how anyone can argue that. And as far as Darnell Nurse, at first I, I wasn't sure about his contract extension from what we've seen so far this year. Could we have a rebirth of Chris Prongner in Edmonton? 
I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, <laughs> that's those that's are pretty big comparison. Skate. I don't yeah. know if we'll go all the way there. Uh, Chris Pronger, uh, I mean, if you look at his track record, he took uh, how many teams to the Stanley Cup Finals, and then the next year when he left, that team didn't make the playoffs. Like, we're talking Chris Pronger is one of the greatest players that played in the, in the National Hockey League. Now, Darnell Nurse uh, is everything to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, he they needed to sign him if they didn't sign him they were in trouble that's why they extended him and they may have overpaid a bit but who knows maybe that when leon dreisaitl re-signed a few years back there was we were getting phone calls saying that this was the worst contract that the oilers will ever give anybody and now leon is vastly vastly underpaid so hopefully darnell not only lives up to his contract but exceeds it but yes uh, darnell has been very good to start this year and he's 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 like leon and connor he's good or great but he's going to continue to get better and he's got things that he wants to achieve so uh yeah darnell nurse has had, got off to a very nice start to the season yeah i mean i don't think he'll match the goal total that he had last year i think he i mean nothing against his accomplishments because he did play well but i think he feasted on the ottawa goaltending in a couple of games <laughs> but Ken Holland said when he signed him, if you don't lock out Darnell Nurse and he leaves, then you're looking for somebody like Darnell Nurse. So if you already have him, you might as well keep him even if you're paying him a little bit too much. Well, and if you have to go out and get him in the free agent market, you're going to overpay for him. So that's the thing. Anyone that Most free agents are overpaid. So if you can get a guy that you you love as a player and he's good in your dressing room and all the things he checks, every single box he checks off, yeah, it, it was a no-brainer to sign Darnell Nurse to whatever contract they gave him. They need him on this team, and he is uh, one of the, the three superstars that they have right now going with Leon and Connor. Ken writes in, has a little bit about Nurse and his message. He says the Oilers could have had eight goals tonight. I've never seen so many broken up two-on-ones. The forward group continues to impress. I really hope Nurse gets in a groove here soon. He seems to be fighting it a little bit. Could be the byproduct of playing, uh, of carrying a rookie, referring to Bouchard. Uh, but he's not looking like a $9 million player right now. Love the guy. He'll figure it out, I hope. Well, I think he will. Um, I think he's been fine. I think he's been fine. Maybe the first two periods tonight were a little rougher for Nurse than some of his other games. But well, I think it was rough for a few. Been, well, actually, Connor McDavid, that's, that was the most um, bounces that he's had that did not go right for him tonight on two-on-ones. Oh, actually, yeah, I'm, I've got to stand up. We're doing the, the national anthem, anthem, anthem going right now. Millwood's 505 versus Millwood's 506. I got my money on 506. What about okay, you? Good. I was taking 505. Perfect. There's a lot of players on those teams. Well, like, what are they? It's seven. I think two, seven, six. 19, seven, 18 or 19. Yeah. How many are usually on a minor hockey team? I don't play anymore. Well, I, I think in the I, younger I, age, I aged out. <laughs> you'd be an over, 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 over age. Um, I, I don't know. Apparently, there's that many. The white team has more. If a brawl breaks out, I got my money in the white team. They got about five more players, and their coaches look tougher. But, yeah, it's it's odd. You and I have never done a game or a post game with. No, oh, there's been teams before playing when we've left. Seriously? Yeah, before we were doing it in Studio 99, there were, there'd be games going on a couple times. I've never. Not regularly. I've never there, noticed there that. I seriously, I got to pay more attention to what goes on around me. Well, unless, unless they started after you left, but I they don't had think they would have been that late. Well, I've seen games going on. Yeah, but I used. Oh, you know what it was? You know what it was? We were in Studio 99, and then I would walk back up here to get my stuff because oh. right, I'd have to bring my laptop up, pack up the our booth here, 
So oh, that, that, that's what that's it is. That's when I would go so, out and get all the snow off your car and so, start your car for so you. So you're, you're not right. as confused as you think. No, I, trust me, I'm very confused. <laughs> very confused. <laughs> Craig says, the one thing I like about the two superstars, neither has to play second fiddle to the other. The main core of players seem to enjoy playing together. I'm really hoping they can keep all of the core players together for a long, long time. Well, Nurse uh, Hyman and Nugent Hopkins are going to be around for a while. And... You know, we'll see what happens in four or five years with uh, McDavid and Drysdale. But, like, you know, I, I, I often say this to people. If things in pro sports can be fleeting, regardless of contract status or things like that. So enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoy the run right now that the Oilers are on. What a start to the season. What a start for Leon and Connor. And the one that you and I were talking about off air, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is well on pace to set a National Hockey League record with What's he have now? 13 assists 13 on the 13 assists, yeah. With nary a goal. The record for most assists by a forward before he got his first goal of the season happened in 69-70. Alex Del Vecchio got to 22 assists before he scored. Uh, Teppo Newman is the overall record holder. Defenseman had 33 in 05-06. We'll get to your phone calls, uh, more of your phone calls here in a couple of minutes. Let's go back down to the Hall of Fame room, Nuge and Boosh. Ryan, um, this might be an odd question for you. You're leading the league in assists. You got 13. It's obviously your best point production ever start your career. But you don't have a goal. Does it bother you? Or when you're on that much of a heater with assists, the goals don't matter? Um, it doesn't bother me uh, when we're winning, winning games, obviously. Um, uh, you want to you wanna put some in, but I'm not trying to force it. Um, I know it'll come, or I think it'll come. <laughs> Getting less confident in that. But, uh, no, I mean, just stick with it and uh, try to make the right play in the right, uh, right situation. Um, I mean, it, uh, like, like I said, when we're winning, guys are putting the puck in the net. It, it definitely uh, doesn't bother me. Only the second time in franchise history your team has won eight of its first nine games. Uh, can you just talk about how much fun it is for a guy who's been here a lot when, you know, sometimes it would take you 20 games, 30 games to win eight, and you've got won eight already, and, and you're doing it in pretty convincing fashion some nights. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's great right now. Uh, we had a really good start, obviously, 5-0, and and, uh, and kept the train rolling a little bit. Um, uh, obviously, there's there's still areas of our game that we can improve, and uh, we're going to work on them. But um, I think the main uh, the main thing always is, is getting those two points. Uh, you bank them, and uh, those come in uh, huge at the end of the season. So I mean, we're definitely happy with uh, uh, where we're at right now, and um, we know we have a, a tough month here coming up uh, with a couple of road trips and uh, a lot of games. So I uh, got to keep this thing rolling. <laughs> Evan, can you uh, maybe talk a little about Leon Dreisaitl? The last couple of games here, he's just been on a, you know, on a heater. Just the way he's playing is. What do you see when you sit back there and watch him do his thing? Uh, well, he's one of the top players in the league. Um, you know, there's a reason he won uh, MVP a couple years ago, and he's been putting up the points he uh, has recently. He's just a tremendous all-around player. You want him to win a face-off, he's there. You want him to put up points, he's there. And he's playing in the last few minutes. He just does it all, and it's, uh, you know, it's fun to watch. Ryan, uh, I mean, you've watched him for a number of years now. Um, I don't know if it's next level that we're seeing, or but is this what you're seeing from Leon this year is as good as you've seen him? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like Bush said, he um, MVP a couple of years ago. Obviously, you have to you have to be playing pretty well, but uh, to do that. But um, I mean, this year, I think the way he's rounded out his game. Um, 
is the best that I've seen from him. Um, obviously, he's getting older. He's getting more confident. Knows what he can do. He's a he's a big, strong kid, and um, and uh, I mean ability through the roof. So uh, he, he can put the puck in uh, in uh, a hole the size of a puck. I mean, you saw it tonight. He just he, he finds he finds a way to put the puck in the net. So I mean, uh, he he can kind of he's rounded out his game. And um, I mean, like Bush says, definitely fun to fun to watch, fun to be a part of. Have you figured out what you're drinking yet? No, still, still up in the air here. Yeah, I trust those guys. Give me hands by the end. Yeah, I'll try. Yeah. Oh, they got Ben. Leon has, you know, Leon's got two goals. He's he's bearing down there. The net's empty. In in theory, that's when the guy you know shoots for the hat trick. Uh, he slides it over to to Jesse, who hasn't scored in in six games. Uh, tells you a little something about maybe Leon and just the the maybe the chemistry in your room. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, he could easily have shot that uh, and got his hat trick, but I mean, it's no surprise that he slides that over and puts it on a tee for Jesse. Um, I know Jesse's been he's been working. Um, uh, he, he creates a lot for us and uh, hasn't got rewarded as of late, but I mean, it's definitely good to see him uh, put one in. And um, I know he's, uh, he's he's been playing really well for us, so I mean, it's, it's no surprise Leon moves that over. And like you said, it kind of goes to show the, the team that we have in here. Uh, nobody's too worried about who's scoring. It's uh, uh, main thing is that we're scoring and we're winning. So you guys are, uh, you got a good record. You're leading a bunch of categories. You have the assists and McDavid and Drysdale have the points. Uh, you're starting to approach some records that old Oilers teams have, have uh, made. Uh, like the season's going well, but the numbers are going well. This team's off the charts right now. Do you have a grasp for, you know, what could happen with all the numbers and assists and goals and all that? Um, I mean, personally, not not really. I think, uh, honestly, I think in our room we're, we're worried about uh, um, continuing the streak right now and, uh, and keep rolling. And, uh, I mean, usually the numbers kind of follow that. But, I mean, um, personally, I, I don't know uh, all the numbers and, and what's going on. But, I mean, I know those two guys certainly uh, year after year, I mean, they're, they're top of the league. Uh, they, they do so many little things for us, but obviously they drive our offense. And, um, so it's, it's no surprise there, but I mean, uh, the main thing right now is that we're winning and we're finding different ways to do it. Um, our D has been so strong for us, uh, just solid. And I mean, Miko, uh, I can't say enough about him. He's been, uh, he's been making those huge saves when we need him to. And, uh, and at the end of the day, that, uh, that makes a huge difference. You lead the NHL in assists and you don't have a goal yet. Is that uh, good news or bad news? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, just, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things I've, been on streaks or slumps, whatever you want to call it, uh, like this before in my, in my career. So uh, you, you stick with it and, uh, you, you know, it'll come eventually. Uh, maybe need one to bounce off bounce off me and go in. But, um, no, I mean, the main thing is that, uh, that we're winning right now and um, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun when we're doing that. You guys hadn't allowed a, a power play goal since game two. And I know both of you, Evan, you're on the penalty kill. It'd been, I think, 33 or 34 consecutive minutes. And there's a lot of new guys on the penalty kill. What's made it click so well so early? Uh, for a good penalty kill to work, you all have to be on uh, kind of the same page. Everyone has to know what they're doing. And I think uh, you know, we prepare well and everyone uh, embraces the role. You know, it's, a, it's an honor to play on the penalty kill. And I think everyone uh, you know, cherishes that. And I think that's what uh, is making our penalty kill so good. 
Evan Bouchard, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Oilers special teams have been very good. They beat the Predators 5-2 tonight at Rogers Place. As we check the Edmonton Trailer scoreboard, looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. Halfway through the third, St. Louis and L.A. tied 1-1. Blue Jackets on a goal by Jake Bean beat the Avalanche 5-4 in overtime. And the Hurricanes are 9-0, 4-3, come from behind, win over Chicago. The Hawks are 1-8-2. On the Certainty Hotline, we have Rocket. Hey, Rocket, thanks for calling. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. Another great victory, and what a great game, and what a great team. And, my God, this is so much more fun to watch than the decade of darkness when I was calling in all those many, many years ago. And, you know, I'm looking in the top 10 in the NHL and Hopkins is at 13, Dreisaitl 20, McDavid 18, three of the top players in the top 10 are the Oilers. So I heard you talking about his goals and, and I, I watched another show about whether or not you know, we would have like four or five top 20, you know, guys that score 20 goals. Uh, Hopkins is going to get there. I think he's going to get there. Like, I guarantee he's going to get there. This guy is just right now feeding guys. And he's, he's, he's making the right plays at the right time and pretty passing. That's his forte, obviously, right? Like, he's not a Ovechkin. But I think his goals are going to come. What do you guys think? Well, he's on the power play, so there's opportunities for everybody to score, even if you're not McDavid or Dreisaitl. Nugent Hopkins, how many shots is he up to now? Well, he has 17 shots on the year. So a little over two a game. Or is it? A little yeah, under nine. two a game. Oh, that's yeah. right, and they played nine games. So two a game. So like he doesn't have bad. a goal, and he's averaging over a point a game without a goal. That's crazy. Well, and he's going to be playing well for the most part. It looks like he's going to be playing with Leon Drysaddle, who to me is the best passer on the team. So he's going to get chances. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't count him out not getting 20. The way the team's scoring, too. I mean, they're putting up five spots like there's it's easy it, it, without breaking a sweat and tonight I know the one texter you read read the fact that they could have had eight all the all the two-on-ones that they uh, botched it's one of those things when you start getting ahead in the game you try to become a little more unselfish and pl plays that you probably could shoot you're just trying to set up a teammate and the Oilers tried that three or four times tonight without any success so uh, this team can score, and that's uh, they, they're able to outscore their mistakes, and they're also covering up any mistakes with great goaltending. All right, Oilers take it 5-2. You'll hear from Leon Dreisaitl as we move along on Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Edmonton looking to match the best nine-game start in the history of the franchise. Reshot score on a deflection. Yamamoto cleaning up the loose change. And Edmonton regains the lead. They would not relinquish that lead. 5-2 the Oilers win tonight, and they would match the best nine-game start in franchise history. They're 8-1. That was the Yamamoto goal Rob and I were talking about earlier. Dreisaitl scores twice. He also had an assist. He now leads McDavid by one point for the NHL scoring lead. Two helpers for Nuge, two helpers for McDavid, Devin Shore, and Jesse Pugliarvi also scored Pugliarvi with an empty netter. Bouchard plays 23-52 tonight. Nurse plays 24-16. Dreisaitl had six shots on goal. 
Zach Hyman had six shots on goal. Easily could have had a couple of goals. 50% in the face-off circle for the Oilers. 30 out of 60. Uh, Nugent Hopkins and McDavid had tough nights in the low 30s percentage-wise. Derek Ryan won 8 out of 11. Shore won 6 out of 10. Dreisaitl was 50%. Some of the other stats for you. For you, Matt Benning returned to uh, play against the Oilers. Played 13 and a half minutes. Had two shots on goal. Credited with four hits. Yeah, he looked good out there. You know, it's funny. We talked that the Oilers scored five tonight. Uh, Leon had a couple goals. He had two or three glorious chances that didn't go in. He had a wide open net back door where he actually lifted the puck and went over, over the net and over the, the glass. And then Hyman. He had two grade-A scoring opportunities, one-timers, both big saves by the goaltender. And then twice he pulled the puck off the boards, went through the two men that were trying to check him, and took it hard to the net. That's what they signed Hyman for. He's a guy that goes to the dirty areas. He's a guy that wins board battles. Thought he had another strong game tonight. And Dreisaitl also almost had that tuck in in the third period. He had, Ingram was off the post. Oh, that's he, the one I'm talking about. He where it was. Oh, he had the then, light of, well, then in the second period he had that oh, flip shot on right. the power. I yep. thought I thought you were talking about that one on the second period where he flipped it a little over the net. Yeah, you're right. The one it actually it hit Ingram. It hit him in the shoulder. The one you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, and in, it bounced out because Connor was behind the net. He was watching it. Yeah, it, that's the thing is when <laughs> when you're as good as Connor and Leon are, it seems like they get every shift there's a great scoring chance and the the other teams will work so hard to get that one scoring chance and leon and connell step on the ice for five seconds and create something and that's demoralizing you can control the game you can control for you know 40 seconds 50 seconds in the offensive zone and all of a sudden 97 and 29 jump on the ice and they're gone and it's a two-on-one or it's a three-on-two and they turn it into a, a great scoring chance there was another one that this was it was weird we've seen lately with Connor mcdavid shooting more i bet you he had five chances tonight to shoot the puck and all five times he he moved the puck he tried on two on ones tried creating things where as of late he's been shooting those ones so Connor mcdavid uh easily could have had another five or six shots on net and this game could have been a little bit bigger than five goals okay we better get you the news and weather here and then you're going to hear from leon dreisaitl and devin shore it's a 5-2 victory for the Edmonton Oilers, they're leading into Friday's game. Kevin Lowe's number is going to the rafters. They're going to be taking on the New York Rangers. More Heartland Ford overtime open line in a couple of minutes. Edmonton Oilers get a 5-2 win over the Nashville Predators. These two guys scored tonight, Leon Dreisaitl and Devin Shore. Leon, uh, lots continues to go right for the group. You know, you rack up another win here. Uh, you know, what are your, just sort of your thoughts on, on where the record is at and the quality of your guys' play overall and how it's not really that early anymore. It feels sustainable. Um, yeah, it's obviously a great start for us. Um, I think that's something that we really keyed on um, to, to come out of the gates uh, pretty, pretty strong. And uh, we did that. With that being said, we obviously haven't accomplished anything yet, so we, we have to make sure that we keep going, we keep getting better, and I think there's a lot of things that we, we can do better, but, um, you know, you don't you don't go 8-1 and one or, or whatever it is um, if, if you play terrible and, and, and just get lucky. So we've done a lot of great things, but uh, we can obviously do, do certain things better. Devin, for you tonight, uh, some increased minutes. You seem to be skating well. Is that, is that as good as you felt here in a game? 
Yeah, yeah, like the legs and everything feels good. I think some nights, especially, uh, you know, in the, in the bottom six, the, the puck kind of finds it a little more. And when that does, that's just the nature of the game. You to, to take advantage a little more. But, um, yeah, it felt good. Uh, Leon, for you, uh, first of all, was that a little bit of a fluffer? Your first? Yeah, that was an absolute fluff ball, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said that to him, too, in the scrum. I said that to him right away. <laughs> Got lucky. Yeah, well, your power play hasn't been lucky. You tied a franchise record nine straight games to start uh, the season with a goal. It just, it just continues. Like You've been on good power plays before. When a player has confidence in themselves, they feel like everything is going to go in. D can that transfer to an entire group like do you feel that way as an entire unit on the power play right now well for us yes but our main goal beside obviously creating chances and scoring goals is to give our team a little bit of momentum right create chances get the crowd into it that that's our main main goal main focus to do that obviously um we want to score every power play every power play wants to score every single time they go out there but that's impossible obviously but um yep we we know what we want to do uh we've been together for a long time now and we're um yeah pretty pretty dialed in and and, and what we want to do um so just you yeah, have to keep that up, up uh, keep keep working on it and and continue to get better uh, Nuge was out here and he was joking that he doesn't know whether he's streaking or slumping. He's got 13 assists but no goals. Uh, his, his, his work out there is, I mean, these little touch passes that kind of generate a lot of the offense that this team is seeing kind of speak to how he's been going this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, Nuggie is an uh, amazing hockey player. Um, it's, it's nothing new, really. Uh, um, he's, he's so good. He, he touches so many uh, little parts of the game that... A lot of people might not even recognize, you know. Um, but obviously, his his passing, his playmak, his uh, playmaking this season so far has been uh, unbelievable. So um, I'm sure it won't be won't be much longer till till he uh, um, he gets off the Schneid, I guess. And just lastly, uh, two on one, I, I, a lot of people would expect you to go for the hat trick in that situation. Just slid it over to Jesse. Just the the thought process of helping a buddy out of a, a snide, or he had a better look. What? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's there's not too much thought into this. Um, I'm I'm more than fine, uh, you know, giving the puck to someone else to score. I love I love watching other other guys score. It's it's my favorite thing. I love scoring myself too, obviously, but. Um, I'm, I'm always looking to pass, and, and I just thought he had a better better angle. So, uh, Just kind of piggyback off that, Leon, like uh, Jesse hadn't scored in six games or so, and is that just uh, also a good thing for him to get going because he's an important part of your team? Yeah, again, we, we need everybody, and, and everybody has been really, really good for us, um, and, and we need that, and that, that's what makes a team really, really good. So, um, again... I just thought he was in a better spot than me. Uh, it's it's really not. Yeah, it, it's a no-brainer to me. Uh, no. It, it cost Connor McDavid an assist, though. Uh, just... uh, he'll be fine. He'll be okay, I think. Uh, Devin, a big, big celebration when you scored that goal. How did it, it feel to kind of get one and, and get some positive momentum going for you? Yeah, it felt awesome. Yeah, it's it's fun to score, uh, and it's fun to score at home, you know, with the crowd. It's been a while uh for me personally since I did that and you know it's exciting stuff so it's all good
Dave Tippett switched the uh, the top lines up uh, in the start of the second, Devin, and then he switched you guys up late in the second period and just seemed to work because, uh, you know, all the lines when they were switched, I think three of the four started. For you, just a different look. How is it? What's what's the biggest difference you notice playing with Cassian and Fogel and why it fits with you? Yeah, just a bit of a, a different look. Uh, we, we have a really deep group, and it's exciting, really. So if, if things are, if, if the coaches feel like they want to switch things up and they, they put things in the blender a little bit, it's, it's no worries. Like, you know you're going to be playing with great players. So, um, yeah, I, I, obviously they, they work tremendously hard, as I, I believe everyone in the, in the bottom six has been doing. Uh, they're, they're great on the cycle. Um, they make good plays with confidence. So, yeah, no, that was, uh, it, it worked out. And, and moving forward, if, if it stays, great. If not, that's great, too, because... Uh, you know, we all we all have a job, and we, we know what makes ourselves individually successful, and then hopefully that'll translate into team success. And lastly, Leon, for you, uh, first guy since Marilyn Mew to have uh, 20 points in the first nine games of a season. Like, you know, Connor's right there with you at 19. You just, I know that you're not a big individual stats guy, but like. This is a, a remarkable start for you individually. How, can you kind of put it into words, just, you know, the, the kind of the heater you're on and how you're feeling offensively? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the confidence is obviously there right now. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say, really. I mean, we're, we're all here to win, you know. Um, individual stats, individual awards, um, I've been there, I've done that, I'm very proud of it, but that's not why I'm here, uh, and that's not why Connor's here, that's why nobody's here. We all want to win, we got a great group, and the start is great um, for me personally, for us as a group, but um, yeah, just looking to continue, obviously, keep the confidence, uh, help, help the team win, do the little things right, and um, yeah, just, just continue to get better and, and win. Well... Winning is a habit right now for the Oilers. 8-1 and one on the season. A 5-2 decision over the Nashville Predators tonight. Now, next game is a special one. Kevin Lowe's number four is going to go to the rafters. Our coverage on 630 Ched will start with the face-off show at 5. We'll have the entire ceremony for you, and then the puck will drop at 7.30. Always get more on the Oilers on 630Ched.com or globalnews.ca. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 8. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer here at Rogers Place, and to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at 630Ched. We've been in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Have a Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.